What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. Man, what is going on? There is some craziness happening this week with everything in combat sports and UFC being in the middle, of course. But damn, there is some shit going on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I mean... You know, the past few weeks here and there, not a ton, not a ton going on, not a lot of stuff to talk about. That's not true this week. This week, wow, wow. Between fight announcements, fight cancellations, USADA being a like a girl that just got broken up with and getting crazy. <laughs> um, Holy shit. Uh, of course, the prime card, you know, KSI. Tommy Fury came compared to Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul. Now we're going to hit on that pretty early because what can I say? It's content, man. And it's interesting. And holy shit. Is there a lot to talk about just today? Even is I could have filled up half an hour of just what happened today. Uh, so of course we're going to get into it and, Gonna, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say except for let's just do this shit because that's that's how much there is to talk about and how much there is to dive into. So if you're here live, hit the chat. Um, there's a lot to talk about, like I said. So if you got some opinions or you got some questions, hit the chat. We'll talk about it. Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, hit that notification bell so you know every time I go live or put out a video, help the channel grow. And don't forget to follow all of my social media going on right there. Every page will have it, so don't forget. Check it out. And I've been reposting all the shit that's been going down today and over the past couple days. So you can, you know, go back to that and check it out again if you forget. Or just rewatch this because you can listen to this audio-only version everywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. So don't forget to... Check it all out and, uh, you know, hit that like button, share with a friend, do all that good stuff. All right. So let's just get into it because, I mean, I was just watching something on the USADA stuff, the actual UFC main, like, lawyer, which is, uh, oh man, I just, I just totally spaced his name, Hunter Campbell and the golden snitch, Jeff Nowitzki, uh, they held a press conference for like an hour earlier. I haven't got to watch the whole thing. It's been a weird day. It's been kind of crazy. And uh, I've been busy. So, and on top of that, I tried to just, you know, have some pizza from Domino's. And these motherfuckers didn't even deliver my pizza. So, that was annoying. <laughs> so, then I had to find something else to eat. Because I was supposed to just have that. And, yeah, so screw you today, Domino's fuckers. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was annoying. So that was just like that killed my time and then it was annoying. So I had to bring it up and say it real quick. Bastards. Anyway, let's get into the good shit. Here we go. Combat sports news. And we start with, of course, Conor McGregor gets put in the middle of stuff even when he's not in the middle of stuff. Now, this news revolves around Conor for one reason and one reason only, and it's by coincidence. And that is because the USADA, I mean, the UFC has decided to end its anti-doping program with USADA. Doesn't mean 
Now, that doesn't mean that they're not testing anymore. They are continuing throughout the rest of the year to use USADA for their testing. But at the end of the year, it sounds like they're... It doesn't sound like it's true. They are done with USADA. And according to what I just heard Hunter Campbell and Jeff Nowitzki talking about is that basically they feel like with the advancements in the testing and the advancements in technology for testing and the fact that now there's other players in the game for testing considering NFL doesn't use USADA but they test other pro sports don't use USADA but they test USADA is the United States anti-doping agency which is usually used for like um like wrestling uh um olympic sports uh stuff like that and they've been they've been put out in the forefront of everything because of the ufc using them when they decided to bring them in to test all of their fighters and, and clean up the sport you know it's been it was big news and for them to use a an official organization like usada it was it was big time news everyone was like holy shit and right away you saw the drop off in the physiques of, of, of a few fighters, a lot of fighters kinda. And then you started seeing all these people getting, you know, getting busted for pissing hot. I mean, if you're on shit, you're gonna get caught. That's, that's the way it goes. Now, UFC has a way of working around things, right? We all know that there's been instances like Mr. Brock Lesnar during UFC 100 with Mark Hunt. Oh, wait, that was 200. Anyway, yeah, that was 200. Damn it, that's 100 right there. But either way, Brock Lesnar, I mean, he looks like a juice head, right? And a lot of people speculated that he was on shit at all times. And who knows? But for UFC 200, he got an exemption to be able to fight because of the fights that... The fights that basically broke down John Jones fighting Daniel Cormier, um, it's just all this stuff. So they wanted him for 200 because he's a big name and he wanted to fight. They gave him an exemption. He didn't have to be in the USADA testing pool for six months. They let him fight. And then Mark Hunt decided to sue because of that because they knew that he was on shit. He tested hot and they let him fight anyway. But Mark Hunt couldn't provide proper uh, evidence that showed that so the case got dropped that just happened recently but we all know that you know with the big stars the big names shit like that it happens they they let it go and we've heard stories i've heard stories of you know they knew that somebody tested hot but they let it go they said oh the results didn't come out till after the fight blah 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 it's happened over and over again you know john jones with the picograms all that shit so I feel like at some point in time, regardless of what the UFC says, they manipulated the system. They had to have at some point. They also had the golden snitch, Jeff Nowitzki, who worked for USADA before and now is an in-house employee basically of the UFC working with this program. So I don't know, you know, it's a little murky. It's a little fucking, it's a little suspect, right? I mean... I'm sure we all have thought this at some point in time. I haven't even taken my first sip yet. That's how much good shit we have to talk about. So let me take a drink. 
So the reason why Connor got caught up in this is because they just announced that he is officially back in the testing pool. Now, I mean, that's official, and that means the rules state that he has to have two clean tests and be, you know, with with uh, uh, surprise testing throughout, and then has to be in the testing pool for six months at least. So that puts him at maybe April-ish, if he's official now, to be able to fight. And a lot of people speculated that, obviously, if they decided they wanted to use him on a card before that, they, they would make an exemption and, and allow him to fight. But, you know, he was out because he was hurt. He wasn't out for any other reason. Now, I'm not going to give him... I'm not going to give him excuses, but... The, the, the shit thing here, the problem here, is that USADA kind of used him as a vehicle to push the narrative that they wanted for why USADA's getting kicked out of the UFC, basically. So this wasn't even supposed to come out. But, I guess, you know, <laughs> I guess the... Let's, let's see, what's his name? Because he's a jackass. Travis T. Kygart... The USADA CEO released a statement saying that all this stuff about McGregor, revolving it around McGregor, because obviously, just like anybody on YouTube that puts out any content, I'm guilty of it too. You know, you throw Connor's name in the mix and, and a lot of people will bring their eyes to it just out of pure fame from him. You know, you, you see and hear about Connor and you're like, I'm interested whether you like him or not. But here's the thing. They put out this statement because this guy, Travis, I guess, lost his shit once he found out that UFC was not going to continue to use USADA and basically acted like the spoiled child that just got his candy taken away from him because I'd assume that USADA being mixed up with the UFC means that it's a lucrative kind of agreement there and opportunity. And now that it's going away... It, it's it, it looks bad for them because why couldn't they hold them right like everyone's gonna think why did the ufc get rid of them now of course there's gonna be speculations from both all sides of the field right people are gonna say oh this is just the ufc wanting to mix things up they're tired of fights getting canceled due to people testing hot and 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 you know testing positive for steroids or whatever other kind of banned substances um but, you know, at the same time, it also looks bad for USADA because apparently UFC told them that basically with Jeff Nowitzki and other entities that they have involved with the company that they can acquire better testing and run a better program than the USADA could. And USADA's vetted, well-known, been around for a long time. His, you know, history is behind them that they definitely clean up whatever sport that they're overseeing but of course everyone's gonna have their flaws so it's 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 funky it's weird it's crazy but the first thing but i mean this is like i have like four graphics here of what the the statement said so i'm gonna go ahead and read it because and in between give my take on some of it because it's interesting right so here we go this was released yesterday I was just looking at the date. <laughs> I guess I could look on my computer, dummy. Anyway, this was released yesterday by the USADA CEO. 
we can confirm that Conor McGregor has re-entered the USADA testing pool as of Sunday, October 8th, 2023, we have been clear and firm with the UFC that there should be no exception given by the UFC for McGregor to fight until he has returned two negative tests and been in the pool for at least six months. Now that's standard. That's what we all know to be standard. If you know and have heard and have, and have discussed any of this, those are those are the facts. That's the way it's always been. Two negative tests in the pool for at least six months. But it's like they're pointing it out here. And 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 that was something that was just said. We've been we have been clear and firm with the UFC that there should be no exception given by the UFC for McGregor to fight until he has returned two negative tests and been in the pool for at least six months. So what are they trying to say? That that's happened before? Mm, maybe, you know, throw airing out dirty laundry in, a, in an official statement. Maybe so, right? Let's see where else it goes. The rules also allow USADA to keep someone in the testing pool longer before competing based on their declarations upon entry in the pool and testing results. So basically, they're saying if they see something that's kind of suspect, then maybe they're going to say, hey, you can't fight until we're going to extend it two months. So now you're in eight months before you can fight. And, and we got to keep seeing these negative tests. Well, apparently, Conor McGregor has been one of the most tested athletes over the past few years. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that's what's being said. So none of us really know. I mean, what kind of proof do we have? I don't know. They don't always put out the proof. You know what I mean? But this is just what's been... Uh, this is just what you saw. I mean, the UFC is claiming and, and Connor himself. So part two, unfortunately, we do not currently know whether the UFC will ultimately honor the six month or longer requirement because as of January 1st, 2024, USADA will no longer be involved with the UFC anti-doping program despite a positive and productive meeting about a contract renewal in May of 2023, the UFC didn't an about face and informed USADA on Monday, October 9th, that it was going in a different direction. So basically, it sounded like the contract would be renewed. USADA's like, yay, we're gonna stay in this in this business here and it's fun. And then they said, UFC said, nope, taking our ball, we're leaving, we out, later, good luck. So <laughs> now they're pissed, now USADA's pissed because they got their ball taken. They got their candy taken. Their tree is no longer there. So they continue. He continued saying, we are disappointed for UFC athletes. Mm, okay. Who are independent contractors who rely on our independent gold standard pro global global program to protect their rights to a clean, safe and fair octagon. UFC's move imperils the immense progress made within the sport under USADA's leadership. Now, like I said earlier, of course, the, the sport's gotten cleaned up a bit, right? You don't see these physiques that you saw before from people that you didn't expect to see that way, right? Like, there's been some obvious aesthetic changes in fighters since USADA's been, since the UFC has been with USADA, right? There's been plenty of fight cancellations, all that. It's all happened. We've seen it, right? Yeah, the, the 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 sport's a little cleaner now. You still hear about people testing 
positive and still fighting. He's here and there, right? We still hear about people saying everyone knows how to cheat. Just a matter of time before they learn. They figure it out. Isada says, we'll keep up. We know. And things happen, right? But just that last paragraph right there. We're disappointed for USC athletes who are independent contractors. They're touching on key notes that people have put out about the UFC. They're, they are taking low-key shots here. Whether you believe it or not, that's what they're doing in this statement. They're like... Fuck you. I'm a woman scorned and now you're going to hell. <laughs> that's that's what this seems like. This is like a, a reaction to a breakup. This is like, oh, here's my letter about our breakup. <laughs> it's a, it's kind of pathetic. It's kind of but at the same time, you know, sometimes people need to get called out in the UFC. Unfortunately, sometimes needs to be called out. So, this is a bit of trolling in a, in a sense. In in a professional in a professional manner they're trolling a bit here let's move on to the next part the relationship between usada and ufc became untenable given the statements made by ufc leaders and others questioning usada's principled stance that mcgregor not be allowed to fight without being in the testing pool for at least six months which means there was a back and forth about letting McGregor fight. That's what that's what I'm getting from that. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm getting. There was some kind of back and forth argument or misunderstanding or disagreement about whether or not McGregor had to be in the pool for six months or not. That's what that sounds like to me. So this is providing a little bit of insight into why we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and being kept on the line about what's happening with McGregor. When's he coming back? Is he ever coming back? Is he on steroids still? We know he was. <laughs> like what this is this is a little insight into that. So let's keep going. Um, one UFC commentator echoed this, recently declaring that USADA should not oversee the UFC program since we held firm to the six-month rule involving McGregor, and since we do not allow fighters without an approved medical basis to use performance-enhancing drugs like experimental unapproved peptides or testosterone for healing or injuries simply to get back in the octagon so basically they're calling out joe rogan i would i would assume he's been the most vocal about this he's been the one that said hey listen you get hurt in the manner that mcgregor chris weidman anderson silva you get hurt like that you break your fucking leg like that and you don't even know what's going to happen if you can come back to fighting let these motherfuckers just let them juice. Let them use the steroids to help heal. Let them get stronger. And then wean off of it. Come back in. Test negative over and over and over again. Get back to being a clean athlete. Because that's what's required. And back to fighting you go. What's wrong with that? I don't know what's wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that. As long as they're clean when they come back to fight. What the fuck is the problem? What's the problem? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is with that. But I think that's my assumption. And, and that's what I think is happening with this statement about one UFC commentator, right? That all sounds like something I've heard Rogan say in, in different podcasts um, over time. So I assume that's where they're getting at with that. 
The last part, fighters' long-term health and safety, in addition to a fair and level playing field, are more important to USADA than short-term profits at the expense of clean athletes. Just punching them in there, man. Little jabs, little jabs. That's what they're doing. USADA is proud of the work we've done over the past eight years to clean up the UFC, and we will continue to provide our unparalleled service to the UFC athletes through the remainder of our current contract, which ends December 31st, 2023. As always, we will continue to uphold the rights and voices of clean athletes in all sport. End quote. <laughs> so that's, yeah, these, that motherfucker, the CEO, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go toe to toe. I don't like what you did. Apparently, though, according to what Nowitzki and uh, uh, Hunter Campbell said, is that you know this uh, this the CEO like lost his shit basically once he heard that that the UFC was pulling out of USADA. So he's like, "We're the gold standard. Uh, you guys pulling away means people are going to think we're not the gold standard anymore." Are you trying to say that you can run a better program than we can? Hunter Campbell straight up said, yes. That's what we're saying. That's what you get. I mean, you know, you want to talk shit? You're going to get the truth. And if you want to cry and throw a fucking fit, you're going to get the hard, honest truth. And that's what they're doing. And the UFC's never done anything different. So what the fuck are we doing? And why is this guy being a little crybaby at the same time? Funny to see the little jabs. Funny to see the shots fired. Funny to see the low-key um, kind of all-outs, I guess. But it's just all super interesting. And, of course, Mr. Dana White, the big mouth of all big mouths. He calls everybody big mouths, but he's a big mouth, too. Oh, my. I get it. It's cool. But this is what he had to say. We would still pay an independent company, White said. It's the best way to the best way to do it. We have a standard that we set here, but a lot of people are not happy with USADA. Our deal is up at the end of the year, and we're working on going in a different direction, especially after the dirty scumbag move that they pulled yesterday that will be addressed later. That wasn't an announcement yesterday. It was a dirty move by USADA that will be addressed today. <laughs> And the shit is about to hit the fan on that one. Of course, of course, you're going to get something like that from Dana. You're lucky you didn't get worse. And that was him today on the Pat McAfee show on Bars. Is he still on Barstool? I don't think he is. Whatever he's on now, wherever he is, that's Pat, Pat McAfee show. Um, is where Dana was on talking about that. And, and Pat was the one talking about the fact that, you know, the NFL uses clean athlete or clean sport, something or other testing. Come on, though. I mean, I I feel like I've heard every once in a while that you got to be a complete idiot to fail a test in the NFL. So, and and that meaning that it's easy to beat that test. So, who knows? You know, I feel like the UFC is going to have control and a grasp over anybody that's overseeing their program. And the only way that they're not going to be able to get what they want out of it is to not have any which way around it. Maybe like the John Jones situation, or they're just going to take advantage to punish somebody because UFC's not lost on corruption. I guarantee that there is corruption around that company. 
We've seen it in the past. Um, it's probably the cleanest organization out there that we know of, maybe. But uh, I, I don't think that they are lost when it comes to corruption. I believe that there's some shit that goes on that people don't know about. And I've heard lots of stories. People like to speak on podcasts and they tell stories. So, you know, and I listen to a lot of them. All of them, maybe. <laughs> I've heard a lot. So that's you know that's my that's my only that's the only way I know and I and I've read a lot of things. This is what I pay attention to and keep up with regular regular news. I don't give a fuck. Not that I don't care about what's happening in the world, but it's a fucking bummer. Um, speaking of real quick, I do care about what's happening overseas. I I hate to see all these people that are uh, all these innocent people that are getting killed by all this, but war is not fun war is not war is war and uh everyone faces it at some point the united states has in the past uh things have happened you know um i just hope for the best and hopefully things can be peaceful at some point in time i don't know what else to say i don't have all the insight into all that and i'm not a person to get involved in all that stuff so uh you know i don't want to seem completely insensitive to all of it because i don't pay attention to a lot of this stuff maybe ignorance is bliss type thing right now this show's about mma combat sports that's what i talked about we'll keep going in that in that we'll keep going in that frame of mind here so that's usada that's what happened crazy shit and with hunter campbell i'm gonna listen i'm gonna watch the rest of that video and i'm gonna try to pick apart and see what else i get out of that video because i've only gotten through like 12 minutes of it and it was an hour and 32 minutes so i think i got a lot to go <laughs> should be interesting any other things i find i'll pick out maybe show next next week on the show or whatnot but let's move on to the other crazy news that happened this week canceled fights for the very next ufc pay-per-view ufc 294 in abu dhabi oh man i mean this was an amazing like two fights at the top of this card you know we're getting islam makachev versus uh charles Oliveira two for the uh lightweight title a rematch from before where makachev beat Oliveira to win that title then we had paulo costa versus hamza chumayev who hasn't fought in forever costa's been out for a while too uh that was a middleweight fight fireworks right you got paulo costa mr fucking uh just built ripped dude looks crazy and fucking you know uh his fighting style is entertaining and he's you know one of the one of the fighters that a lot of people are like back and forth on whether they want to fight Hamza Chimaev killer smash everybody that's <laughs> he's gonna go out and kill everybody that's what he says but he hasn't fought in a while rumor is that you know there was some rumors about steroids in that one too but there was also rumors about visa issues and whatnot so he hasn't fought in the u.s in a while since he was here when was that i don't even know when that was but regardless this card took a hit and it was a big one because those two top of the card fights the main event the co-main event lost one of their fighters each charles Oliveira is out with a cut over his eyebrow due to hard sparring and training which is a goddamn shame and then you got paulo costa who has been 
dealing with, I guess, a staph infection in his elbow, and it's continuously getting infected over and over again. I guess he's had multiple surgeries. We're going to get to that, though. Let's start with Charles's cut, because it was a nasty one. Look at this. Holy shit. I mean, without opening that cut up, that's pretty fucking deep and big right on that eyebrow. Now, you know that thing's going to bleed right in his eye if he gets busted open in the middle of the fight. We're less than two weeks away. We're talking 12 days away now. When this happened, I think it was... No, I think when this happened, it was 12 days away. Now we're less than 10, something. I don't even know. I don't know the fucking math. Who gives a shit? All I know is it's not this Saturday, but it's next Saturday. And with a cut like that, he can't fight. And that sucks. And apparently, Dana White was pissed because he said if Charles would have came to him and came to the UFC, they could have gotten a plastic surgeon to properly stitch that from the inside instead of like a botched job in Brazil. What sounds like he might have gotten. And, uh, you know, and then he would have probably been able to heal up enough to be cleared and able to fight like he was supposed to next Saturday. And instead, uh, they tried to keep it from the UFC. And then the big mouse, according to Dana, the big mouse and his team released all the all the shit and basically here we are Can't fight canceled for charles Oliveira because he cannot fight with that cut and it's a nasty one that is i would love to know what the fuck happened was that an elbow was that a, a grazing punch like how the fuck do you get cut that deep in sparring of all things like chill the fuck out you gotta fight in just over a week what are you doing but some of these guys just train crazy and train hard, and that's what they do. The goddamn shame. According to Dana, um, sounds like it was like in the last round of the sparring he was doing for the last spar of his camp, and this happens. It's like, fuck, man. Especially to have lost his title and, and get the rematch right away and, and be fighting for the title again, and then this happens. Like, that's a goddamn shame. So... It's not all bad news, though, because from the bad news, we go to the good news. Maybe good news for most people. I think it's cool. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Volkanovski. Alexander Volkanovski stepping up in weight to fight lightweight for the championship once again to try to become a double champ. Now he's the, uh, not the bantamweight, but the uh, flyweight champion at the moment. Now he's stepping up to... 155 to fight for the lightweight title once again in a rematch against Islam Makachev who a lot of people were wondering if he really lost that first fight I mean it was it was somewhat close I wouldn't say it was like a super super close fight but it was definitely close enough to wonder if Volk actually could have could have gotten that win over Makachev in that fight but here we are again Time for the rematch. It's happening once again. Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky for the World Lightweight Championship. And for the opportunity once again for Alexander Volkanovsky to become a double champ. This hasn't fared well for most guys that have gone up in weight trying to become double champs or triple champs, whatever they want. Um, except for the very smaller guys, you know, like uh, Triple C. Um, Henry Cejudo did it, I think. Did he? No, he was fighting for it. Yeah, so not... I mean, Daniel Cormier did it uh, lightweight to heavyweight uh, back in the day. GSP did it. Um, 
BJ Penn has done it. Uh, Amanda Nunes did it. Uh, Connor did it, but he never he never defended any titles, so it's kind of tough. But he did do it. So anyway, it's been done, but lately it hasn't been good. It hasn't fared well for Volkanovski. Didn't fare well for Israel, Adesanya. Um, it just hasn't been working for them. So we'll see what happens here. But at least we got a damn good fight. No matter what, you get Volkanovski in there. I mean, the dude just had a had a kid like a few months ago. He just had surgery a few months ago. His wife just had a kid like a few weeks ago. Um, he's I mean, this dude has all kinds of shit going down. And he steps in on less than two weeks to fight for a title and try to become a double champ. It's insane. Dude's a fucking savage. Like, he's a legend. And and he's definitely cementing that status doing stuff like this so i'm excited for this one uh you know this is happening next weekend on saturday october 21st it is an early card i did not realize that because every time i looked it up it didn't show a time apparently arizona time which would be my time account for that in whatever area you're in arizona time the main card is starting at 11 a.m now i'm thinking about doing a watch party podcast with whoever might want to join me from the normals that i have that uh join my podcast or have been um guests on my podcast before i'll get that sorted out because i have a lot going on this weekend so it's gonna it's gonna be a next week thing but either way um i'll get that sorted out but i'm pretty much that's my plan is to have a watch party podcast so be on the lookout for that announcement i'll i'll put it out on social media and we'll talk about it next week um during the show as well so watch for that. Um, but either way, 11 a.m. Arizona time. So it'd be an early day to start drinking. But you damn sure will know that I will have a drink in my hand. I don't care what time it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, along with that was Paulo Costa and his elbow injury. Like I said, nasty injury, staph infection, MRSA. I don't even know what it was. All of all of the above. I don't know, but it looks disgusting for one. Looks like a burn, but then you see that little bubble. It, ugh, God damn. It just looks gross, right? So he released this the other day saying that three weeks ago, he had surgery on this elbow to get rid of all of the infection. Well, you know, speculation going around. We already have the Charles Oliveira cancellation. Now we got Paulo Costa talking about this. Is he going to fight? Is he not going to fight? Going back and forth. Things going around social media all over the place. What the fuck is happening, right? This card's falling apart. God damn it. There hadn't been there hadn't been the uh, announcement yet of Volkanovski taking, you know, taking the place of Oliveira. So everyone's freaking out. Crazy shit. Like, what the fuck's going on? This card is cursed. Blah, blah, blah. All the same shit that always goes around. Well, Costa went out and was saying he was still fighting. Chimaev on, you know, on X was like, Paulo Costa, what's happening? Like, what the fuck's happening? Costa says, I'm not pulling out. I'm not pulling out this fight anyway. I am here in Abu Dhabi already and prepared, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, broken English uh, as he does, but he's hilarious. And yeah, so he was saying over and over and over again, I'm not pulling out. I'm not, uh, I'm not, not fighting. I'm fighting. I'm ready here. I'm doing it. Blah, 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 blah. Well, unfortunately, he didn't have a choice because then he sent out this message. 
This message goes to my fans. Unfortunately, I am hospitalized and had to do a second surgery yesterday. According to the doctors, a third surgery will be necessary on Friday. So I will not be medically cleared to fight on October 21st. So there you go. And you know, there was back and forth. Everyone was speculating. He's is he out? Is he not out? Out, 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 not out, not out, not out. Well, here you go. Confirmation from Paulo Casa himself. So it's unfortunate for him, and I hope he heals up fast. You know, Charles Oliveira has a cut over the eye. That kind of shit happens. Just get it stitched up well. Be careful. Let it heal. Don't fucking don't be out there sparring. Don't do anything stupid. Let it heal correctly. It'll be all right. It's going to be good. But this is bad. I mean, when you get staff or, or MRSA or anything like that, you know, it could turn into something really bad. <laughs> I, I'm talking about Costa because I'm getting to Dylan and Logan. And Dylan and Logan is happening. So I don't know what you've been hearing, but everything I've seen and heard is happening. Who knows? Anyway. This is a this is a big story too, and listen, I I cover MMA, I cover the real shit, uh, and but I cover the rest too. So this is a story. This has been big news. That's why I'm talking about it. Anyway, this is what Costa had to say. So in his place, we are getting Kamaru Usman versus Hamza Chimaev for the now it's not middleweight. Now it's no. Now it's not, uh, it's a mid middleweight fight now? No, welterweight. Ah, fuck, who knows? Who cares? I don't know. Uh, Chimaev's moving up, so that's what's happening. Fighting Usman, there was all kinds of speculation uh, as to whether or not Usman was going to be the, you know, the person to step in. They, uh, there was footage from Gilbert Burns uh, of uh, Usman in the background training saying that there was big news to come. Well, here you go. Uh, Daniel Cormier hinted at it as well. This is going to be a damn good fight. I feel like this is almost better than Paulo Costa because Costa kind of folds in some of his fights. And, and against somebody like Chmaev, I could see it happening. So, who knows? Uh, it's going to be a lot of wrestling, I guarantee. Uh, but at the same time, they both have great striking. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, and apparently, the winner gets the title fight. Versus the winner of Usman versus Chimaev will get the next title shot versus Sean Strickland. So we're talking middleweight here, not welterweight. I believe that's what the cost of Chimaev fight was going to be at before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see who gets that win and we'll see uh, if they actually get the title fight. Because we've heard this before, you know, somebody's going to get the title fight, this, that, and the other thing. And then it doesn't happen. So we'll see if they pull through with that. Now, before we get to Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul, one more piece of combat sports news. And that's a quick recap of Bellator 300 that happened last weekend. Um, I know a lot of people weren't too big on this card, but it is what it is. It was a big card that happened last weekend. Might be, could be the last Bellator card ever. But more than likely, it's just going to be the second to the last. Because it sounds like 301 is in already been worked out, settled. There was some back and forth as to who was going to pay for all the expenses of that card. I don't know if that's been resolved, but that was just a rumor I heard. So hopefully 301 happens, and maybe that'll be the last Bellator card. But this was, you know, like a flagship event here. 
and uh bellator 300 was supposed to be huge four title fights uh but ryan bader and um whoever the fuck his opponent was doesn't even matter because he pulled out had an injury whatever i forget who the fuck it was even because it wasn't that big it was just big because it was a title fight and it was ryan bader so we had Usman Namargamadov versus Brent Primus, uh, Cyborg versus Kadzingano, and uh, Liz Carmouche versus Alimale McFarlane. And yeah, I mean, this was a weird card. You know, Liz Carmouche versus McFarlane, well, their training partners, their friends, um, talked a lot about never fighting each other, but then kind of just the same thing that normal normally happens with this kind of situation. But it was not a good fight, um, especially on the part of McFarlane. She, you know, basically got the shit kicked out of her legs. Liz, Liz Carmouche is a beast, and she is way too much for McFarlane. And I bet she knew that because McFarlane said right away, I knew you were going to kick the shit out of my legs. She didn't have nothing for it. It just happened over and over again until she finally got her down. And it didn't take much. Um, I want to say that basically... Uh, let's see. Well, it was in the fifth round, so I guess she lasted four rounds, but she got taken out by leg kicks, and that that's a damn shame. So, against her friend, you know, um, it wasn't like a, a one of those knockouts. It was a TKO by leg kicks. She just couldn't even take it anymore. That's how bad those leg kicks were by Liz Carmouche. And judging by the legs and her physique, I bet those fucking kicks hurt. <laughs> and moving on to another big woman with big legs and and a physique from like crazy Chris Cyborg versus Katzingano now this there was bad blood here because of the whole trolling that was happening from Zingano I mean from Cyborg's side of the of the fight and Zingano took it personally and basically called her some weird creepy stalker and uh Cyborg just kind of acted like hey I'm foreign I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> It was kind of hilarious the way it was handled. Um, but it's all over now because the fight's over and done with. And Chris Cyborg got the win. Uh, TKO punches in the first round. So it didn't take much. Um, I mean, that's kind of how Cyborg's fight go most of the time. I mean, Kat tried, as she always does. She's a warrior. And she's a, you know, she's a decent fighter. But she just isn't at the level of Chris Cyborg. I hate to say it. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, she tried to throw the wrestling in there and get some takedowns, but Cyborg was having none of that. She, you know, kept her on her feet, kicked her, punched her, did everything that we know Cyborg to do. That's a nasty hit right to the face. You can see the look on Dingano's face. And that's that typical, you know, right hand of Chris Cyborg that drops everybody, takes everybody out. And then there was this one. It was a nasty leg kick, and from a different angle, it almost looked like she kicked her in the head while she was down, but she didn't. It was a leg kick. That was kind of it for Cat. She didn't have anything for it. Um, you know, turtles up on the ground. Cyborg does what she does. Big, heavy hammer fists and ground and pound, and uh, Cyborg comes away with the win. Not really surprised. I was kind of hoping that Cat would put up a little more of a fight. Didn't even get out of the first round up with Augusta, Georgia over here. I got Tommy with Gale. Logan with the Gale. Logan with Historic. Historically submit Islam. I'm still viewing footage on the rest. Okay. Augusta, Georgia. What are you talking about? 
You talking about the Atlanta Braves hat? I mean, I get it right. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tommy with the KO over KSI. Yeah, Logan with the KO. I don't know about that. I think they're going to go all six rounds. And yeah, Logan, I don't know about Logan getting the KO. I wouldn't be surprised, though. But I don't know that it's going to happen. Uh, Volk submitting Islam. I'm actually open for that, too. Honestly, it would be dope to see. Uh, viewing footage on the rest. Okay, well. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Cyborg. And then the last fight on that one was... Uh, oh, shit. Now I'm screwing up. One second. All right. Then we had Usman Magomedov versus Brent Primus. Um, I live in Augusta. Oh, I got you. Oh, okay. I don't know. It just seemed weird the way you said it. My bad. <laughs> well, what's up, Georgia? I mean, I like Atlanta. That's been my team for a long time. I don't live in Georgia. I live in Arizona, but I've been a Braves fan all my life. So much props to Georgia. I love it. Uh, yeah, so we got... Um, Usman Nurmagomedov versus Brent Primus. Um, Nurmagomedov's a beast. Uh, that that name, that name holds a lot of uh, holds a lot of weight. And uh, when you he fought like a Nurmagomedov, Georgia Bulldogs. All right, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Nurmagomedov is dominant over Brent Primus. And let's see, he got the uh, still undefeated, eighteen and zero. Unanimous decision win over Brent Primus. Um, beat him up throughout, though. Bloodied him up. Elbows, cuts. Everything you would expect from Renamaga Madoff. So, good on him. Gets that win. Retains the belt. That's it for Bellator 300. So, here we go with what everybody's looking for. The prime card. KSI versus Tommy Fury. Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis. Now, did anybody watch the press conference earlier? Because holy fucking shit. The press conference, insane. Like, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, right? The, it was supposed to be like face-offs. I don't know if you saw the cage in the back. I was like, how are they going to put two guys in a fucking cage that hate each other without it being an MMA fight, right? Or something of that sort. Until I saw KSI and Tommy Fury get in it and I realized they had the plastic divider um i mean it must have held up pretty decent because john fury got in there and punched the fuck out of that thing uh trying to get at ksi and it didn't it didn't break it didn't fall so i guess they did a good job was uh making it stable but what the fuck man like we didn't even get the face off with with dylan and logan and i didn't figure we would because why would they why would they allow that to happen they have bad blood logan obviously is taking everything personally that's happening with the trolling i don't blame him i guess i see how that could be but dylan dennis he's a fucking troll and that's what he does he's gonna keep doing it over and over and over again john fury is a bad motherfucker and i would hate to find that guy pissed off and having to stop him because you know the only reason why he didn't go after anybody I'm replying to the chat, by the way. So anybody want to jump in the chat, I always try to interact. I always try to, you know, answer any questions or discuss anything that uh, it's coming up in the chat. Um, Josh Slade just said, I love John Fury. True, man. John Fury is a fucking maniac in all the best ways. Sometimes, though, sometimes I want to be like, can you shut the fuck up so we can keep going here? Because I wanted to see what else KSI was talking about. 
but that green suit was just too much i couldn't hear shit over the how loud that fucking thing was and but john fury was going absolutely just manic crazy uh logan caught a mic oh yeah yeah, yeah. we're getting yeah i'm getting to that right now uh that's exactly what i was getting into logan caught a mic to the eyebrow and a water bottle to the head for sure that's exactly what happened it was nuts um you know this like i said there's bad blood here and everything's personal no doubt because dylan is trolling the shit out of logan you know with all the shit he's doing to his fiance putting out all of this stuff on uh putting out all this stuff on twitter with all the pictures and and, and all that shit even though she that's all out there already anyway apparently there's only been one picture that wasn't out in the out in the public eye already according to dylan and he said he took it down right away because he didn't know it wasn't it wasn't out there already it is what it is it's a troll job for sure speaking of trolling though you got logan paul bringing out chris hansen who the fuck saw this coming now logan paul is good at what he does <laughs> except for he doesn't know how to take it but he knows how to give it that's for damn sure he's giving it right here and he's doing a decent job of it with this chris hansen shit i mean I don't agree too much because it's like you can call the dude a predator in the way that he's a fucking troll and he's and he's being predatory on a woman. I can see that, but he's not a child predator. But that's what Chris Hansen is about with with to catch a predator is catching child predators. So of course then you get uh, Dylan just calling everybody a fucking chomo. Like, dude, what are we doing here? But what else? What else could we have expected coming from these two? fucking troll of all trolls on the internet that's what they do except now they're trying to actually fight about it like and and back it up and see what's up with uh with who might win and who's gonna take it out on who i don't want to see some fucking tiptoeing bullshit around the goddamn ring these motherfuckers better fight because after all this shit if it, i mean i i would have been going at him right away like it would have taken a lot for somebody to stop me <laughs> with all the shit that has happened but that's because i guess they know they're just both trolls they could take it to a certain extent but uh chris coming out was fantastic oh yeah hey thanks josh i appreciate it man i like it when people stumble upon it and like what's happening i appreciate that like and subscribe exactly man i appreciate it do that um and keep coming back and checking it out but uh yeah chris hanton man what the fuck is going on here logan paul i mean smooth smooth move i guess i i i, I gotta give him props on that because it was hilarious and dylan thought he was fake dylan thought it was some actor and ariel wani's like no that's that's really chris hanton and then dylan dennis proceeded to talk shit but what we were talking about was this now, if you look in that picture on the left hand of the, of this graphic, you see Logan Paul. You see the mic is still in the frame of the picture, as you can also see the little cut on the side of his eye. And this is because Logan Paul decided, I'm going to be like Nate Diaz and throw a fucking water bottle. <laughs> and he kind of does an underhand throw of the bottle. It actually does hit Dylan Dennis right in the crotch area, which I thought was kind of funny that that's actually where it wound up being. But then Dennis just fucking loses it turns around does like a jump in the air and throws his fucking mic at, at logan paul what i don't understand is why the fuck did logan paul stand there like a deer in the headlights 
and let that shit just happen. He didn't even try to cover up. I get that it happened a little fast, but if you really watch the video, you're like, why is he just standing there staring? You know retaliation is coming and you do nothing? Like there no fast reflexes whatsoever. That's a little concerning when it comes to this fight. <laughs> because if you can't dodge something that you know is coming at you, what are you doing? But I mean it was a mic and it did hit him in the eye and it did bloody him up because as you can see on the right side of this picture there's blood on the ground that's dylan dan is taking a picture saying play with fire get burnt pussy that's what he said to logan so yeah oh man fireworks like a motherfucker in this press conference and i'm not surprised uh that i that's really there's nothing else to say except for i'm not surprised motherfuckers that's right nate <laughs> but moving on to the actual fight you know we got another lawsuit exactly uh I, I wouldn't be surprised if after the fact logan starts talking about another lawsuit due to the assault that happened even though this is promotion for a fight like what are you fucking doing um but dylan dennis is known for his jujitsu he is a high level jujitsu black belt and you know he is in the in bellator he is a part of that organization he's still under contract with them from what i understand but he's a, a jiu-jitsu guy he's never been known as a striker you can't even find pictures of him striking in any of his fights like i tried maybe i didn't dig that deep because i don't give a fuck really that much we all know what dylan dennis is about supposedly conor mcgregor was supposed to be coaching him and 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 you know doing what he can to be a good teammate and coach and friend i guess to help him with the striking it sounds to me from everything i've seen and heard is that there has been none of that and uh mcgregor actually said that himself so like i said jiu-jitsu he's high level he has two fights in the in bellator and has uh won both of them by submission so he's two and oh in mma but he hasn't fought anybody of that's worth the shit. So, and he's also won quickly with submissions. So he hasn't been tested on the feet. So what's he going to do? I mean, has he gotten enough training? Has he done enough to even put up a good fight when it comes to boxing in a straight up boxing match? I don't know. Um, I mean, when I looked for striking <laughs> the pictures of him striking at all, I mean, this is like one of the few things I found. First of all, it looks like he's looking like he wants to slap somebody. He is blocking the punch, I guess. <laughs> and then the other one I found was just him kicking. And it doesn't look very, it doesn't look great. But, you know, sometimes that happens with these pictures. Um, the guy is blocking the kick, his opponent. But Dylan looks a little off balance and not like something that he's used to doing. So who knows? Uh, we don't really know. There's not a whole lot to watch. There's not a whole lot to study when it comes to Dylan Dennis and striking. So that's why everybody's like, what is he going to do? He's definitely going to lose. Um, and a lot of people seem to think that if it goes past the second round and Dylan's not looking like he's having any luck with uh, doing well, that there's going to be a submission. Like he's going to take down logan paul and fucking tap it or try to tap him out or choke him out or put him in an arm bar or some shit i don't know i mean it, i wouldn't be surprised troll of all trolls here it happens um and i could see just like uh just like nate diaz at the end of the fight 
got that moral victory with the uh, choke that he put um, Jake Paul in. You know, of course he has to get one in there. So is Dylan gonna do the same thing? Is he gonna follow suit? You know, he's he's got the blueprint out there. If he's not doing well and it's looking like he's gonna lose, he might throw some some kind of submission in there. But uh, you know, we've seen Logan box a few times. He he fought his own friend and business partner now, KSI. This is just this just looks kind of sloppy, right? I mean, um, I mean Logan's landing. But you can see KSI is throwing this like crazy winding punch. I don't know. I don't really know uh, if Logan has what it takes to be super dominant. But he's at least been in there. Uh, let's see. Josh says, Dylan, I feel, has a hard fight night ahead of him. I think I will get next. Bro, blacking out on this pay-per-view. <laughs> Getting nasty in what <laughs> he's gonna Josh is planning on drinking a lot apparently. Hey, me too, man. I mean this I, I, I got stuff going on this weekend, so I'm be probably watching this on my phone because it is an early event. Don't forget that. It is happening early because this is going on in uh Manchester. So uh I, I believe the main card's gonna be on at like uh shit. I think it said like noon or two o'clock. I don't know what it is what that is in Georgia, but for for Arizona, I think uh, Logan and Dylan will probably be going on about 2 p.m. I think that's my estimation. Anyway, so it's going to be an early card, but you see a lot of this from Logan. He's kind of reaching. Um, you know, he did the same thing to to Floyd. Like, you know, like I said, he's been in there and he's done it with, at a high level with Floyd Mayweather, but Floyd. You know, Floyd did what he does. He played with him. Um, it's never super serious when it comes with, to Floyd fighting these guys because he knows he's way, way past any level that these guys are on. So, you know, Logan said he had some success over Floyd, uh, but he seemed pretty distraught when he found out that Jake thought he really lost, even though Jake told him he won uh, over and over again. So I don't know. But I, there's not a whole lot to go off of. Like I said, uh, he, you know, he did throw, he did a little something against Floyd, but so did Connor. I think Connor put up a better fight against Floyd than Logan did. Logan connected here and there, but he is uh, way bigger than Floyd Mayweather. He's a lot. He's got a lot of length on Floyd. So, what's what's gonna happen here? I don't know. Um, maybe this if Dylan catches him. <laughs> that's Floyd Mayweather and that's what his punch did but Floyd is a professional boxer and knows how to use those punches and get the most out of them so if Dylan does anything of any that resembles anything of an actual boxer maybe he'll catch Logan maybe all the trolling and hatred and beef will <laughs> uh, catapult him into becoming a uh, one night really good boxer and get the best of Logan but maybe Logan is so pissed with all the stuff that's happening uh, to his uh, little woman over there. Maybe he'll have enough aggression to actually take it out on Dylan. But that's what happens. These fights, they get built up so much that you don't even know if they're going to actually take it out on on them in the, in, in the cage, in the ring. Who knows? So when it comes down to it, this is just going to be, do they both show up? 
Do they both not claim to be hurt? Because that always happens too. And and do they both actually put forth effort? I hope so because this has been built up way too much to be to for them to shit the bed. Who knows? And it's funny because it's not even the main event. The main event is KSI versus Tommy Fury. This is the actual main event of the card, which is hilarious. They called it not co-main, but double main event. But let's get real. The main event is always the last fight of the night. And, you know, KSI versus Tommy Fury is the last fight of the night on this card. So KSI, at least I can give him credit for fighting an actual professional boxer. Uh, um, I mean, I, I did the same with Logan Paul. He actually fought Floyd Mayweather, even though Floyd just kind of went in there and played around. Um, Tommy's out to actually beat these guys because he's upset at his performance over Jake Paul, even though he did win. And I do feel like he's a good enough boxer to do something against KSI that might be more than he did against Jake Paul. Logan can actually fight, I think... But he is big and slowish, so boxing just isn't for him. My opinion. What's your opinion on Tyson Fury versus Usyk? Oh man, Fury versus Usyk. Ooh. Um. I don't. I don't. Let's see. I'm not as deep into boxing as I am into MMA, but I know Tyson Fury, and I know that if he shows up in his peak, at his peak. He can beat Usyk easy. But if there's absolutely anything whatsoever that that is is weighing heavy on, on Tyson, whether it be his mental state because he struggles with that, or if it be an injury, he doesn't do well when it comes to those things. Now, don't forget that before he fights Usyk, he's fighting Francis Ngannou. So he's got to get over that hurdle first. Francis Ngannou is one of those guys that can really fucking hurt you. If you don't remember or you don't follow MMA, oh, my camera just, that was weird. Anyway, if you don't follow MMA or you don't remember what Francis Ngannou did with that nasty uppercut on Alistair Overeem and almost fucking decapitated him, go check it out. Because you get hit by Francis Ngannou, 10-ounce gloves or 4-ounce gloves, doesn't matter. You're going down. Or you're going to be really, really fucking hurt. So... That one's tough against Usyk. If he comes out unscathed against Ngannou, which most people think he will because he's a professional boxer and you're getting another MMA guy in there who, who's never boxed and blah, 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 blah. But Francis Ngannou, that puncher's chance, that, that one-punch knockout that can happen has never been more true for anybody other than Francis Ngannou. Like, that guy can hit so fucking hard. And if he gets in there and knows how to move around just a little bit, Man, he could do some fucking damage. Uh, Francis knocks out Tyson. That's my opinion on the fight. Ooh. Listen, I'm I'm for the MMA guys. That's my thing, MMA. But uh, that's what I normally lean towards. But I like Tyson Fury a lot, and and uh, I I I love what he did against Deontay Wilder with that like Undertaker fucking comeback. <laughs> but um. I would love to see Francis Ngannou win that fight and and knock out Tyson. Holy shit! Because I don't think he a win is not going to be a win if he wins by decision, unless he really just fucking works the shit out of Tyson Fury uh, and outboxes him, which I don't think is possible with the experience he has. So he has to win by knockout, 
or or by stoppage because he knocked him down so many times that's the only way you can really win for it to be legit and i hope that that's the way it goes so until he fights in ganu that is a that is a enough of a competitor for him that i feel like we can't even talk about Usyk yet until he fights in ganu will it happen who knows but the promotion has been great if you watch the uh the lead up the the, the video they just released uh it's it's good the promotional value of that is really good um the production is good uh, is what i'm trying to say so go check that out if you haven't seen it it's on youtube it's everywhere uh it's pretty dope so anyway back to ksi versus this fury tommy fury <laughs> um you know ksi fought logan sloppy again i mean if you just I, I again i say like you you get these still frame pictures and you never know what you get out of them every time i try to play gifs or video on here i get a fucking copyright strike not a strike but you know copyright claim so i stick to just still frames for now until i can figure something else out but yeah this still frame right here sloppy look how sloppy that looks i'm sorry it's just bad man and and if you watch the fight it kind of looked that way during the fight too but this was in the early days of logan and ksi fighting you know when they first started boxing I, i'll give ksi credit he's gotten better but he hasn't fought anybody that's notable 48 was nothing and and he got he should have got that win if he would have actually fucking punched him but instead he elbowed him and we'll get to that in a minute Josh said, yes, sir, and I follow MMA. That's how I stumbled upon your channel. Appreciate you, brother. Keep doing your thing. Hey, thanks, Josh. I appreciate you, man. Come back. Join in anytime. Good feedback from you, and I appreciate that. Good questions and uh, good uh, good interaction. It's good. I like that. Um, and I always jump back into what I'm doing, so you know, hopefully nobody takes offense to that. I'm not ignoring anything. I try to address the chat and then go back to what I was saying. Like I will now. Uh, yeah, this looks sloppy, and and that's that's what happens. So, um, but again, this was in the beginning, and you know, KSI, th this was the elbow I'm talking about against Fournier, which is his last fight. You know, it looked like a damn good knockout, right? When when he fought Fournier, he looked pretty good. You know, it wasn't like some over crazy, crazy, over dramatic, beautiful fight or anything, but he did look a little better. And then he got this knockout, which was badass until you realized he elbowed him. He didn't punch him. Now, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody get elbowed like this while trying to throw a punch during a professional boxing match. That's why I don't think that uh, he's going to do much um, when it comes to Tommy Fury. Uh, he's, he's not going to be able to keep up with him. I think Tommy's just going to have way too much for him and is going to probably work him. Now, KSI does have power in his hands, and, and you know, he's got some movement. He's a little quick, but I don't know that he's got any... I mean, he's he's a lot smaller than Tommy Fury, but Tommy Fury also just looks like a fucking... like a gladiator. He's just got a crazy physique. Whether or not he's on juice or anything like that, I don't know, but he definitely has a sculpted physique, and so already just looking at them it's like how is ksi gonna beat this guy but you know that physique doesn't do shit for you in the ring um your technique does clear elbow that's like getting hit with a bad ball baseball bat <laughs> ksi is overrated i think ksi is overrated too no doubt and and i feel like tommy fury is on a rampage and uh with 
with his feelings because he, he doesn't give you much he doesn't get crazy like his dad or his brother he's pretty tame compared to them but he is ready to show what he can do against somebody like ksi he wants to shut him up so he's hoping to not get caught by any of this bullshit this sloppy boxing i hope ksi is put in a little more work to try to get better but he's got to come up against tommy fury who has fought legit professional boxers maybe not the best records of all of these guys but he's definitely been in there a lot more than the rest of these influencers who have tried to cross over and uh you know his nickname is tnt because he's got that power he didn't show it against jake paul but he's you know planning on showing it against ksi and shutting ksi up um and i think his dad would love it if he fucking dropped ksi and knocked him the fuck out and you know john fury is gonna go fucking insane and it's gonna be a spectacle so that would be hilarious but you know i'm just here, here's some of the shots from jake paul fight which was tommy fury's last fight which he did win and handed jake paul his first loss in all of this uh all of this uh crossover slash influencer boxing so let's see if uh ksi can take a shot because i'm not sure that i really seen him take much except for logan paul and like i said that wasn't there wasn't a whole lot behind all that what can tommy fury do to ksi what can ksi put up with or can he land a lucky punch and do something to tommy fury i don't think so but you never fucking know right that's what kind of crazy shit happens when you do events like this but there's bad blood with everybody it should be fucking entertaining um what's your opinion on ksi saying i hidden the elbow i didn't even hit him with my fist uh i mean i know at first he was saying that he got him with the fist but i mean it's pretty clear in the it's pretty clear in the replay that he hit him with the elbow which i know you know because you said that earlier i'm not exactly sure are you saying that he hit that he hid the elbow um or that i don't know um all i know is ksi is a jackass and he fucking if he thinks that he won legitimately in that fight against fournier he's a fucking fool that's all there is to it so if he was in, a, in an mma fight that would have been a hell of a knockout hell of a knockout if he would have been in a muay thai fight hell of a knockout um because he did catch that elbow and he landed it on the chin and it was good and he knocked him out but it doesn't count in boxing you can't use your fucking elbow so it is what it is anyway um that's it for the prime card now gotta go over a little bit of mma i mean i'm excited about this card i am gonna watch it um throughout everything i'm doing over the weekend it should be fun i i, I there's no way i can miss it live because i know social media is gonna just ruin all of it for me so i will i will buy it and i'll watch it on my phone if i have to but i will be watching this fight throughout everything else i'm doing this weekend and uh yeah i hope you enjoy it too uh don't forget it's early watch for that time in whatever time zone you're in because it it is the events taking place in manchester so no ksi said ko would have been worse if i hit him oh i got you 
Biggest joke is that they rushed the decision. So KSI got the win on camera. Didn't DQ him on the broadcast. Fournier got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Fournier got it turned over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, exactly true. Uh, Boss is uh, chiming in here saying that, you know, they, they rushed to get the decision so that they couldn't review it, basically. Um, and it kind of had to have been overturned after the fact. Just for optics, you know. Uh, KSI's got to get that win on camera. But, you know, everybody sees social media, and it was all over social media that, uh, you know, the, the fight got turned over because it was a clear and apparent elbow. I don't know why the ref didn't see that. I don't know if they were going to try to just hide it and say fuck it. But there's cameras everywhere. There's replay for a reason, and social media is not going to let you get away with that. So, uh, of course, of course, of course you're going to get called out, and of course you're going to lose that fight. And it is what it is. Fournier wasn't putting up much of a fight anyway. I, I don't remember every aspect of that fight. I don't even know that I watched the entire fucking fight. But I'm just... It it wasn't anything that interested me for the most part until I saw the elbow and all the controversy. So then I went back and watched. Um, but I don't know. KSI, I don't think he has what it takes. I don't even think that he could beat Jake Paul. I feel like Jake Paul's on another level compared to KSI. Um, and Tommy Fury beat Jake Paul. You can't really put that math together that way. It's like MMA math. It doesn't work. Just because you beat that guy and he beat that guy doesn't mean... You know what I mean? It doesn't ever work that way. But I feel like Jake Paul's on another level. Um, Jake Paul's on another level with his uh, skills in boxing. He's He's been so dedicated to it. I feel like there's no way in hell KSI could ever beat him. We going to ask if Dylan is going to fight up until the bell rings. <laughs> yeah that's the other thing is dylan gonna is i heard speculation that even that so much so that even dylan's gonna walk in the ring see it happening in a mike tyson fight when i was younger oh yeah yeah, yeah. i got you yeah i mean blackout yeah so you know boxing is corrupt that's the that's all there is to it and people learn the tricks especially these trolls that are internet influencers they're gonna do what they're gonna do to make themselves look good there's no way they can look good if they get knocked the fuck out though tommy fury has the best chance to make any of these guys look like a fucking fool and and um alexander's saying we, we going to ask if dylan is going to fight up until the bell rings <laughs> yeah we are because i've heard things about he might just step in. Mike Perry was talking about it on Aaron Hawani's show. Saying, hey, I am in as the backup all the way through this until the fight starts and until the fight, you know, is actually happening. Because people have done it before. They'll walk in, step in the ring, wait for that bell, and then they'll just basically say, I give up. I'm done. Throw in the towel. I'm out. Because that, per their contract, they get paid. They showed up to the fight. They made the bell. There you go. They get paid. Mike Perry says that's a possibility. And Mike Perry's the backup for this fight. So if that were to happen and they can't get Dylan Dennison there to actually fight and he throws in the towel, Mike Perry says he's going to step in and then he's going to fight Logan Paul. Whether that's actually going to happen, I don't know. Will Logan Paul let that happen? Who knows? Because Logan will do whatever makes, whatever makes him look good. So if that's going to make him look good in, in his eyes, then he'll do it. And, and maybe he'll actually fight. Who knows? But yes, the question is, until that bell rings and they are throwing punches, 
Will Dylan Dennis fight? I don't know. I get it, but after the fake gross, broken wrist stun, I started to think Logan is the one trying to find an escape. Hey, that's a damn good point, and I forgot all about that. So thank you, Alexander McCarthy, in the chat. Brings up a damn good point. Logan Paul was on BS with Jake Paul as a guest on, on Jake Paul's podcast, and he showed up with... Now, let's, let's point this out, though. It wasn't a cast. It was a brace. So if you, you know... People thought if you were watching that, you know, if he's in a brace, that's just for a sprain. That's just for purple tunnel. That's just for something like that. He wasn't in a cast. He took the brace off and threw it. And then it was like, oh, bring it back. Bring it back. You know, yeah, he tried to pull that. He broke his wrist in sparring, trying to say, oh, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Jake tried to play it off, too. And, and yeah, it's a fucking troll job. That's what they do. Trolling is non stop will they troll during the fight even i don't know look what look what nate Paul, nate diaz did he did the rope dope shit and while it was kind of a ridiculous thing he did it over and over and over so i don't know man um there's a, there, there's it, we could go on all night talking about this card because there's so many variables of what could happen what might happen what will happen um I'd like to see Mike in there, but big gloves hurt worse than small gloves. We bring of we bang over here. Yeah, no shit. Uh, are, are you talking about Mike Tyson? Because you were just talking about Mike Tyson, Josh. So if that's who you're talking about, I don't know. Mike is getting old, man. Um, but uh, yeah. So that I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. Like I said, we could talk about Logan Paul. And Dylan Dennis all night, KSI, Tommy Fury all night. I don't know what else there is to say. I'm I'm waiting for that fight. I'm waiting to see what is gonna happen. Who's gonna show up? Who's gonna have excuses? Who's gonna neck? Oh, Mike Perry. Oh, okay, I got you. Oh yeah, yeah. I was talking about Mike Perry. Sorry, I was reading in the prior chat. You were talking about Mike Tyson, Mike Perry. Um. Yeah, but, I mean, Mike Perry's a bare-knuckle boxer. Between that and MMA, I don't know that... Do big gloves really hurt worse than small gloves? I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. But it's interesting. And I, I think, I, regardless of any type of glove, but the size of the glove or whatever, Mike Perry has way more skill than Logan Paul ever will. And I don't know that uh, Logan can catch Mike. Mike will take a punch to give a punch for sure. And he might take a few punches to get that one big punch in. But when he gets that punch in, you're done. You're done. You're, you're going to be on. You're going to be feeling it. And you're going to be stumbling. And you're going to be damn near knocked out. I guarantee that. So, but can he do that work with big gloves? They all train with big gloves for the most part um, at some point in time. So, who knows? But if you're here just for the case, uh, the prime card talk, I apologize, but it's over. I have to move on. I have one more thing to cover, which was UFC Vegas 80. Actually, I got two more things to cover because we had a fight last week with Grant Dawson versus uh, Bobby Green. Let's see Alexander McGregor acting like he won't be at the fight. If not, I think that's a little sketchy as his mentor and best friend. Why wouldn't you hop over from... Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah, I mean, I've heard 
mixed opinions on whether or not McGregor's going to show up. Dylan seems to think he's going to. Dylan said he's going to show up for sure. Um, I don't know why he would say that if, you know, McGregor doesn't plan on showing up. I don't know. But then again, McGregor said he was going to be training Dylan, and then he came out and tweeted about how, you know, Dylan had a kid and all this other stuff happened, so they haven't been able to train. So kind of excuses on excuses. So you never know. But I don't think this is a... I feel like this is not a uh, an event that uh, McGregor would like to miss. So... Uh, great fight, Dawson and Bob. Oh, yeah, dude, man. Dawson versus Green was a great fight. McGregor's looking super bloated. <laughs> well, he was on the juice for a while, and I don't think he's training as hard as we might think he should be. So... We'll see what happens now with USADA being out. He's, you know, all over that shit. Um, I think he's really trying to get in there to fight, but I don't know. Uh, you never know with McGregor what you're going to get if he's being truthful or not. And he's a bit of a troll, a bit of a troll himself. So you never know what you're going to get. But yeah, we with this fight, uh, USC Vegas 80 last weekend. Um... Main event was Bobby Green versus Grant Dawson. But down at the bottom, let's see, we had it definitely juice bloated. Yeah. Uh not a whole lot going on at the bottom of that card. Montana De La Rosa lost to unanimous decision to JJ Aldridge. Uh Vanessa Demopoulos won against Kanako Murata. A unanimous decision win as well. Carolina Kovakavich. Uh Defeated Diana Belbita, unanimous decision. Lots of decisions on this card, which makes for a bit of a boring card. Uh, I hate to say that, but time to sleep. Peace. All right, Alexander, thanks for joining in, man. Come back again and then interact some more. I appreciate it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that last fight, um, first fight of the night, I'm sorry. Bill Elgio versus Alexander Hernandez. Um, not a bad fight, featherweight fight here. Uh, LGO gets the win by unanimous decision over Alexander Hernandez, which I was kind of surprised about. Hernandez showed a lot of, uh, shows a lot of, uh, potential, right? With some of the fights he's had in the past, but, um, I'm just not sure he was like fully in it this time, or maybe LGO is just better than him overall. Uh, decent fight. I didn't really watch the entirety of this fight, but, you know, had some good back and forth striking and whatnot. Unanimous decision win though over three rounds. Nothing crazy there. And we had uh Drew Dober versus Ricky Glenn. Dober's looking like a fucking world beater. He keeps uh he keeps coming up with these big wins, man. Um I don't know what else to say. Dober's a uh Dober's a badass. And uh let's see, 27 and 12. He did have that loss against uh Matt Frivola. But, I mean, he came out like a fucking with a vengeance in this fight. And uh, before that, he was on a three-fight winning streak until he lost to Matt Frivola, which was a great outing by Frivola. That was a hell of a TKO in the first round. Um, but, yeah, Ricky Glenn felt the uh, felt the comeback feeling of Drew Dober and uh, paid for it a little bit. Um, Dober with that ground and pound. Got the finish on the ground and... Uh, in the first round, TKO by punches. Drew Dober gets the win. Looking like a badass. Uh, next fight was Joaquin Buckley versus Alex Morono. Umanta getting the win by decision. 
you know, Buckley just looking like Buckley. Uh, Josh, I think McGregor is going to surprise the world on his return. Love or hate him, I see an upset shit fight might be set up with WWE merge to... Um, and it, any uh, putting in work to fight. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with McGregor. He's always wanting to... He's always wanting to prove something more out there than he and he's really doing so he's always wanting to shut everybody up but at the same time he just pulls something out of his ass and all of a sudden he has a fight and he just gets in there and does whatever he does i don't know he just hasn't fought in so long i don't know that he has what it takes to come back and be as great as he was i don't know if he's ever going to live up to that again um but i still feel like he's going to be entertaining and he's going to put on some good fights. He just has to get the right matchups. So that's the biggest thing. Will he get the right matchups? Will it happen for him? He just needs to get back in the fucking cage first. Let's just do that. Get that fight against Michael Chandler. That's a tough-ass fight. But get back in there with Michael Chandler and see what the fuck you can do. Ha. <laughs> ha. I got you, Josh. Hey, man. I'm sorry. I, I am trying to do a couple things at once here, but I did... It, uh, I, I was reading it kind of weird. I think McGregor is going to surprise the world on his return. Love or hate him, I see an upset fight. Might be set up a WWE merger to many to many cameras. See, that's what threw me off. There was no spacing in there. It was a little tough to see. My bad. But you're funny, man. Thanks for giving me shit. I don't mind. <laughs> I fuck up all the time, bro. So, um, yeah, and I'm trying to read fast so I can get to the... You know, there's always a delay with YouTube as well. Um doesn't matter how good your internet is there's always a delay going out to youtube and i'm live so you know sometimes you got to deal with the somebody kind of being a jackass while while you're live but yeah uh you think you rex chandler Oof, i don't know man i'm not a mcgregor hater per se but i will say that i i do see the the downside to mcgregor and some of the ways that he's handled his career and some of the ways that he's handled his fights I feel like he's going to be coming back to be a world beater again. That's what his potential or, or that's what he has in his head to do. I just don't know that uh, with the success and money that he has, if he really has that dog in him anymore. Unfortunately, um, appreciate everything he's done for the sport, but I just don't know that he has that in him anymore. If he proves me wrong, that'll just make me happy. If he doesn't prove me wrong, I'll just be like, damn, the damn shame. Anyway, let's move on. Joe Pfeiffer. This is a good up-and-comer. Uh, I mean, this guy was like, had nothing. And all of a sudden, is just wrecking shit. And looking like a new man. Talking like a new man. <laughs> Joe Pfeiffer's the shit. And he's got all the skills in the world. Usually knocking fools out. This time, he gets a submission win over Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, arm triangle choke in the second round. Comes away with that win. Celebrates. Joe Piper's the man. I like him a lot. Um, he's got a lot of potential, and I know he's gonna he's gonna go a, a long ways. He's just got to keep up this winning streak he's got going. Uh, since he's been on the Dana White's Contender Series, he is now three and zero in the UFC. So we'll see if he can keep up that undefeated. That undefeated record in the UFC. Uh, moving on to the main event, we had 
Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. This was a surprise to me because everybody was hyping up Grant Dawson. And, and they were like, Bobby Green's good, but he tends to drop these bigger fights against a more technical opponent and blah, 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 blah. But Grant Dawson came out fucking hot right away. And I mean, this fight was only 33 seconds of the first round. And all this happened in 33 seconds. Like, it looked like Dawson was out to get a quick finish and instead got finished quickly. Um, overextending here on this punch a little bit. But uh, Bobby Green just drop this crazy left hand that looked like nothing and uh grant dawson went down there was that's all there was to it one punch bam on his back uh bobby green jumps on top finishes him with a little bit of ground and pound some hammer fists and and it's over 33 seconds of the first round bobby green gets that win and you know he's got to have the over dramatic celebrations and he also showed respect, as, of course, as usual. That's what I like about Bobby Green. Um, he can be mad disrespectful, but most of the time he's pretty respectful to his opponents and whatnot. Um, and some of the shit he says is crazy. You know, he talks a lot during the, in the middle of his fights, but most of the time, pretty respectful dude. I like him. Um, I like his character, and I like him as a fighter. And it's nice to see him get a, a nice big win like this, especially he's coming off that... Uh, submission to tony ferguson um back in july so before that was at no contest where it seemed like he got the knockout but it was a clash of heads to jared gordon so let's hope that uh bobby green just keeps on winning and making his way up that division now last but not least we got to go over this weekend's ufc event ufc vegas 81 sadiq yusuf versus Edson Barboza. Um, this fight, I mean, not this fight, but this whole card, a little weak, unfortunately. And then you have what everybody was probably here to talk about and, and hear me talk about and, and talk, you know, discuss was the prime card. You know, with all that going on, all of the UFC stuff that's happening. Uh, I feel like that's what's gonna happen to ksi he's gonna come out fast and get slept bobby green is a dog dude bobby green's a shit and i think you're right ksi is probably gonna come out there trying for that easy quick finish kind of like dawson did and uh and get and get dropped and put out um and i think if he gets dropped once i don't know that he's getting up uh tommy fury's got those muscles behind him so you know he's got some power may not be the most powerful guy but there's that potential so like I said, this card, UFC Vegas 81, not big. I'm looking down at the bottom of the card. You got Ashley Yoder versus Emily Degote in a strawweight women's fight um, to kick off the night. Chris Gutierrez versus Haley Alatang. Haley, uh, fuck, I don't even know. Don't sleep. No, Barbosa's the shit. And I don't know if Yusuf has what it takes to beat Barbosa. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh... Terrence McKinney, that's a damn good name down there, uh, fighting against uh, Brendan Marot in a lightweight fight, about fourth from the bottom. McKinney's always down lower on the card, but that's just experience and whatnot. Um, but I feel like he's got a lot of potential, and that's definitely one of those fights you want to catch and watch because it's always an exciting fight with Terrence McKinney. Um, 
Let's see who else we got. Darren Elkins versus uh, TJ Brown. And that brings us to the main card. Christian Rodriguez versus Cameron Simon. Um, Rodriguez is 9-1, but Cameron Simon, Simon is 9-0. Simon's a badass. Um, Rodriguez, like I said, 9-1. He is coming off a win against Raul Rosas Jr., who was the 18-year-old that uh, was signed to the UFC. Um, he is on a two-fight win streak. Uh, his other win was against Joshua Weems. Uh, um, that was a submission win uh, back in 2022. So he's only got one loss in the UFC, uh, one loss overall. And he's trying to come out and take the uh, undefeated record of Cameron Simon who is 9-0. Uh, let's see. that He's 3-0 in the UFC. He's a Dana White Contender Series alum. So he'll be trying to get that... Uh, oh, crap. I just... He'll be trying to keep that uh, undefeated record against uh, Rodriguez. So, I mean, that should be a pretty decent fight to kick off the card. Then we move up to... Uh... Oh, wow. All right. Well, my uh, my preparation was horrible today because I forgot one. I forgot an entire fight, which was Edgar Chires uh, versus Daniel De Silva. It's a it's it's a rematch because it was a no contest fight before. Uh, they overturned it after the fight due to the fact that um, Chires got De Silva in a uh, submission. Shit! Did my music stop? Damn it! Um. He got uh, De Silva in a submission, and the ref before. What the fuck happened here? Oh, there it is. Uh, before the anybody tapped, the ref stopped the fight. So Chires got the win technically, and then they overturned it because there was never a tap. Um, no, no contest. Premature stoppage was the official decision. So. That fight's getting uh, run back on this card. Silva winning with the TKO. Yeah, I mean, unless Chires gets him in that in that choke again. But I mean, the Silva did not tap, so that's the thing. Uh, but Silva was looking good in that fight before that, so I guess uh, we'll we'll see what what happens with this rematch. If anybody changes things up a little bit, or maybe Chires tries to get him down and put him in the submission early. So that he can prove that he can get that win. Uh, next fight, Andre uh, Petrosky versus Michael uh, uh, Pereira. Michael Pereira is the crazy fucker that likes to do backflips and shit in the middle of the cage. Or tries to backflip on people. Some WWE shit. Um, he's crazy. But Petrosky is 10-1. Uh, and, and he is got some heavy hands. Middleweight fight here. He's coming off of fucking pop-ups, man. Uh, let's see. He's on a one, two, three, four, five-fight win streak. His last win being against Gerald Mearshart, who is no joke. That was in August of uh, 23. Or August of this year. <laughs> Just reading shit here. So he's undefeated in the UFC uh, against Michael uh, Pereira, who... I mean, he's got some decent striking, but I don't know. He looked like he had really good potential before. But 
he's just kind of he's a weird fighter and that's what makes it tough so he is on a one two three four five 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 win streak as well last fight being against santiago ponzinibbio but that was back in 2022 and that was in may it was a split decision win all of his a lot of his wins are by decision so i think petrosky is gonna fucking come out and get a nice ko or tko win over uh Pereira. next fight is uh jonathan martinez versus adrian yanez yanez is a badass i don't know a whole lot about martinez um and I'm not sure if maybe I've just missed out on this guy or what, but I just don't recall ever really watching him fight. He does have his last win was against Saeed Nurmagomedov, though. So um, not bad. It was a decision win. He is on a one, two, three, four, five, five fight win streak. Um, And he's only got one loss, two losses, three losses. Okay, never mind. Um, but he is 18 and four overall against adrian yanez who i mean to me has looked pretty damn good he's 16 and 4 overall uh he did get that loss against rob font by tko i heard him talking about that a little bit on a podcast um it sounded like he just wasn't there mentally and and just something was holding him back and he was feeling a little slow and sluggish so he got tko'd by uh rob font but rob font you don't want to get hit by that guy uh, especially at that weight class. Uh, before that, he was on quite a. He was undefeated in the UFC before fighting Rob Font. He is a Dana White contender series guy as well, so this should be a pretty good fight. I feel like pretty pretty exciting. Um, and that's the third to the last fight, I believe. Yes. Then we're coming up on. Oh shit. Uh, Jennifer Maya versus Vivian Araujo. That is the co-main event. Women's flyweight. Uh, Jennifer Maya is 21-9. and nine. Uh, Pretty good jiu-jitsu practitioner. But a lot of her fights go to decision. Um, she's got some decent striking as well. I'm talking a lot. I mean, she has like... In 2020, she had a submission by armbar. Every other fucking fight has been a decision. Oh my god. So this might not be the most interesting fight in the world. Like I said, she's got decent um decent striking, uh really good submissions, uh really good jujitsu. But I mean that was that was her Joanne uh Joanne Wood was her last submission win uh back in 2020. Every other fight for as long as you can look is a decision win or loss so oh man might not be the best as far as a co-main event but she's fighting vivian araujo who is 11 and 5 um she's coming off of two losses both by decision um one against amanda hebos the other against the current champ alexa grasso so she's fought the higher level of competition um, she has a win over Andrea Lee, lost to Caitlin Chikagian, win over Monteferi and Montana De La Rosa. I mean, she's fought a lot of the big names. So Araujo has the potential and has the experience, but can she get past Jennifer Maya? I don't know. Um, 
like I said, she's got good striking. This against Grasso landing punches. Uh, against Grasso is good because she's a good, really good boxer. Usually has good defense, but Arujo landed on her. Um, yeah. So that's, it's going to be hopefully a good striking match. And, and if it doesn't get taken to the ground, I think uh, maybe Arujo might edge her out here and, and avoid that third loss in a row, which you know in the UFC usually means you're getting cut. So uh, she needs to get a win here against uh, Jennifer Maya. And then we get to the main event. I'm about to wrap this up. I usually don't go this long. It's Most of the time, it's about an hour and a half. I've been rambling on, but I appreciate everybody sticking around that's in the chat. Let's get to this main event of this card and wrap things up here. Tadiq Youssef versus Edson Barbosa. Um, if you've been following MMA and watching UFC for a while, you know Edson Barbosa is a fucking beast. Um, had some crazy knockouts with some spinning back kicks. Uh, just uh, those dynamic kicks, man. There's nothing else you can say except for impressive on that one. Um... But Sadiq Youssef is a good up-and-comer. He's 13-2 and two overall. Um, man, Barboza is 23-11. and 11. That's a lot of fucking fights. Uh, but Sadiq Youssef is on a two-fight win streak. Um, he hasn't beaten a lot of big names. He hasn't fought a lot of big names. Uh, Arnold Ellen is probably the biggest, and he lost to him. That was his last loss by unanimous decision. Um... He's got a win over Alex Caceres and a win over Andre Feely. Um, a win over Shaman Marais. But none of these names are really high level. Uh, these are just kind of a, a notch above mid-tier. So, except for Arnold Allen is high level for sure. And he lost to him. So, he's on a two-fight win streak. Um, hoping to make it three against Edson Barbosa. But, uh, yeah, let's see. Yusuf with the... Uh, the punches against Andre Feely. You know, I always like to show some of these things here just to give you a little taste of what, you know, what kind of striking, what kind of submissions they have in case you don't watch all the fights. You know, I miss some here and there. I just like to go through the highlights and, you know, just kind of back up a little bit of what, what's being said and, and you know, what their outcomes usually are. And uh, with Sadiq, there's not a lot of KOs, TKOs, except for against uh gabriel benitez and a cup maybe one or two other ones here a lot of decision wins as of late except for his last one was a submission win against don sheamus uh shane shanus i'm sorry uh which was the guillotine right here so then we move on to barboza with those crazy kicks like i said etzin is one of those guys that's been around for a long time and I mean, he's he's really talented, but at the same time, he just has a, a Edson is a legend, hits hard and can wrestle. He's definitely he's an all around good fighter. It just he cannot get over that hurdle of those higher. I mean, those I guess the bigger names, sort of. I don't know. I, I, he feels like a bit of a gatekeeper at this point. Maybe not so much that. He just I feel like he's a little past his prime now and he still can he still can bang for sure and he does have good wrestling like Josh said but I just don't know with the upper echelon of the of the division I don't know that he can hang 
his last win is against Billy Corintillo. Uh, that was a KO uh, uh, by by knees. Um, that was this one right here. That last picture was him against uh, 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 Dan Hooker, which he did. He got a win there as well. But I mean, he's got a bunch of losses mixed in here. Bryce Mitchell, Giga Chikadze, Dan Ige, Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje, Kevin Lee. Like I said, Khabib. Um, all of these are the upper echelon of the division um, of the of, of fighters in general. So, but he does have that fucking spinning kick that is dangerous as hell. So you got anytime anybody fighting Barboza knows that those kicks are coming, and you need to be fucking well aware of it, and you need to be on the defense when it comes to that. So, Sadiq needs to watch out for those kicks. How much you want for that hat? <laughs> shit, this is one of my newer ones, man. You got to you got to go on Fanatics. I got that shit. It's always on sale, bro. I'm always uh I'm always finding the sales and every time you you uh shop there, you get that fan cash. It's kind of a reward system. I build it up cuz that's my thing is hats and I got lots of Braves hats, all kinds of different colors and styles. Always wearing the fitted though. It's always got to be fitted. So, uh, Braves got to pull out a fucking win uh, and not lose to the Phillies, though. We need to get their shit together. Uh, but, yeah, Barboza versus Sadiq happening this Saturday. I believe it is normal time. It's happening at the Apex, which is a goddamn shame. I'm sick of these Apex events, but it is what it is. Uh, 4 p.m. start time for the main card here in Arizona. So... Um, go to UFC events, Google UFC events, and it'll pop up right away. Tell you what time zone, whatever time zone you're in, it'll tell you what time the main cart starts. So that's it for me. Um, lots to talk about. Like I said, I went a little longer than I normally do, but yeah, it was fun. I appreciate you, Josh Slade in the, in the chat for, uh, keeping me, uh, on my toes and, uh, making fun of me a little bit here and there too. That's, that's okay. I, I had a good time. Alexander McCarthy in the chat as well. Uh, appreciate the interaction. Um, Boss was in there as well. And Michael Rodriguez. And Bud Dastud. I think I said that right. I don't know. I do need to learn how to read according to Josh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. I appreciate you guys. All the interactions. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Come back here. Fun Rounds Podcast YouTube channel every Thursday at 7 p.m. Arizona time. Whatever time that is for you. Otherwise, just come back to the channel. Hit that notification bell. It'll always tell you when I'm live. Um, go look at my social media going on down there. Fun Rounds Podcast everywhere, except for I haven't changed it yet. It's X. But Twitter is going rounds pod. Um, I'm 30 and losing hair. I'll love <laughs> I hear you, man. I'm not losing hair. I choose to be bald. I shave my head, but I wear hats all the time. So anyway, go check out the, uh, uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook the most because it's just where you can collect the most info. Um, Twitter, it, it, it's all over the place. There's so much. Um, I still get stuff from there here and there, but I'm on Instagram and Twitter the most. In I mean, Instagram and Facebook the most Instagram more than anything. I also have a TikTok. Go check that out. I post bloopers and, and just uh, cuts from the podcast on there. But yeah, don't forget to come back next Thursday. Check out the recap of all this and what's going on the week after. We have that pay-per-view the week after. So check it out. Don't forget. Thanks for joining in. 
That's it for me. I'm out. Don't forget to watch the fights. Enjoy it all. Have a good one. Take it easy. I'm out. Peace.